it's good to be here this evening again. And we're thankful for another opportunity to be in the Lord's house. And, uh, got a good crowd. And, um, we're thankful for this morning's service, and we're just looking forward to another one. So hopefully uh, somebody I would love to see somebody get saved. So you, I got a little scripture, and, uh, and I'll turn it over to Taylor. Um, in 2 Corinthians, I kind of mentioned this a little bit this morning, and um, just kind of Lord blessed me with this yesterday and just the way I felt, but this is just how the Lord helped me. It says, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And I'm glad it's that way, Carl, because I'm, I'm as weak as they come. And, and uh, But he can he can be made, he, it says strength is made perfect, you know what I mean, for my strength is made perfect. So I appreciate that. But if we, we'll stand and uh, we'll, we'll pray. Lord, we're thankful for another opportunity to be in your house. and. Uh, we're just thankful for all that you do for us, Lord, and we're thankful for your salvation. And Lord, we just ask you for a for a conviction this evening, Lord. We just ask that maybe somebody gets saved and uh, or renew up, whatever needs done. Lord, we just ask that this service just honor and glory you, Lord. And we're just thankful for another opportunity. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Page one eighty-seven. <laughs>
the choir come down and we'll turn it back over to Brother Neil. those songs. This time we'll ask the church to stand and we'll take a take prayer request. Any unspoken prayer request. Appreciate those. Any spoken. about the teen slusher and his his family i grew up with uh, one of his cousins of trish's oldest son um he got saved when he was when he was young we got he kind of got saved a little bit after i did we were real close friends all through school and i've had him on my mind quite a bit and um i just hope maybe the lord can use that to maybe kind of you know have him come back to the church um I, I miss my friend but uh more no more than that he's got a little boy and, and a wife i'd love to see him start coming to church, maybe see him get saved at some point. Nobody has anything, Brother Michael. Decent prayer. song or testimony in my heart tonight. I appreciate what the Lord did for me. I like the, I like the verses where it talks about being, uh, being grafted in, uh, being grafted as, as a tree, being grafted to another tree. Um, I'm just I've never really learned that much about it, so I was researching a little bit about it, how that happened, and, um, and how a tree, how the life is kind of in the, the, the bark, you should say right on the edge. And we were talking to some people, and they were explaining 
when you're logging, you can kind of leave with probability. They say cut some rings around the bottom and they can kill the tree without cutting it down. So it kind of, that's where the life is, is that graft. So you can, you can take a tree and you can make a little slit and you can take a live limb and make the slit on there and you can tape them right together and they will, that limb will grow from there. And you think about that, what, what that means naturally and what it means spiritually is more important. And just spiritually what the Lord did for me, I was a old weed and the Lord put me in with him and, um, and that just, I can be, I'm connected to the king. I'm connected to the roots and, the, and he'll help me produce fruit if I lean on him and use him. But on the other hand, they said, it'll pluck you if you're not doing what you should be doing. And then I felt like he's plucked me a couple of times, but not when, uh, he, when he's, when I'm, I'm saved and then I'm going to heaven. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying, but also being saved. If you're not, you're not saved, you're not connected. You're, you're not where you need to be. So I, I appreciate that thought. I appreciate that. That's that's good scripture. If you want something to read on, that's 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 good stuff. But uh, I just a little thought I had. But I said, if anybody's got a song or a testimony, you're more than welcome. Believe her, don't sing. Pray for them. and lands I may not own, wealth or riches to behold, a little person in this world I may be, and I can't keep up with the times, I've got heaven on my mind, I claim Jesus first and that enough for me. I claim Jesus first of all. He will answer when I call. For I know that I must soul the sunset free. And I am God's own child by birth, the highest honor on this earth. I claim Jesus first, and that's enough for me. Some folks, they live on their wealth and pride. I may be poor, but I'm satisfied. Great Jehovah, he owns it all, don't you see? And underneath his loving wings, I'm as happy as a king. I claim Jesus first, and that's enough for me. And oh, how precious is his grace. 
When you know the time and place When you quit this world of sin Down on your knees And once he caught my fallen soul Now it's better felt than told I claim Jesus first And that's enough for me I claim Jesus first of all He will answer when I call For I know that I'm a soul The sun set free For I am God's own child by birth the highest honor on this earth I claim Jesus first and that's enough for me I claim Jesus first and that's enough for me Say we appreciate being here and thankful for Neil this morning. Appreciate what you had to say and you know you pray for us and uh, you know it's kind of a good time of year. This time of year is Christmas and uh, it always seems like everybody's happy. You know it's a good time to be happy. I know that some people will get sad because they miss some of their family, but. You know, it always seems like, you know, this time of year we can open up to other people or people open up to us, shall I say. And I see that a lot at work sometimes. And, you know, uh, been having a rider that rides along with me. And um, I think it was the other day he was saying something and he was going on and on and on and did all of his cussing. And he was like, you don't cuss at all, do you, very much? And so, well, I ain't going to say that I, I haven't, you know. I might get mad one time and something happens, but... You know, I said, I try to do what I can, you know, I try to be a Christian and try to be a light. And he's like, yeah, you know, I used to go to church and all that. And I said, well, I said, uh, you know, I'm not here to knock you. You live your life the way you want to live it, you know, but my job is to be a light, you know. And if we can be a light this time of year, you know, somebody, I don't ever try to go after anybody. But if they want to open up a conversation to me, that's God letting the door be open. You know, and that's when we're able to do something or say something, you know, make an impact on people. And, uh, you know, of course, there's a lot of Jesus stuff around right now. You have, you know, the manger and everything and how nice it is to see that. And, you know, because this is what our life is about. You know, we live this life all year long. And then some people might just live it a couple weeks out of the year, you know, but I'm thankful that we're able to make an impact. You know, it's nice when the Lord allows us to open up to people and. Um, but we might try to read a little bit here, and um, we'll probably read a little bit in Luke and maybe a little bit in John. 
Luke 15, if you want to turn there, and John 10. Like I said, you pray for us, and you know, if the Lord allows us to preach a little bit, we'll try. If not, I say it ever since the first time I ever got up, I'll sit down as quick as I can. I don't want to get up here and be a fool. And But I was thinking, uh, you know, probably about 18 years ago, I came to this church. And, uh, you know, it's changed my life. You know, I'm thankful for what the Lord's done for me. I didn't get saved here. I was already saved. But I think this church helped me. I know this church helped me. Let me put it that way. You know, it's helped me to stay in church and try to do what's right and bring my family up. And, uh, and if you look at that, you know, I'm 38, so it's almost half my life I've been here. But when you look at it another aspect, I think 18 years, I think how quick them 18 years has went by. You know, I have a few kids that are growing up and uh, a 16-year-old. You know, I think how quick life is passing by. And we don't see that until you really stop and take a minute and look back. And, you know, and as a kid, you always think, you know, now, man, I hope school year's over with. I hope this hurries up, and I hope this hurries up. But I tell you what, the older you get, you kind of hope time slows down just a little bit, you know? But, you know, an aspect of life, you know, the Bible said it's like a vapor. It's here for a minute and it's gone. You know, if you're hearing loss, you know, the most important thing in life is to be saved. And, you know, and that's what this church preaches, you know, and it's, it's what we need to preach to the world because that is the most important thing. The most important, that's why we're here is to be a light and to preach the gospel to people and let them know what, what needs to happen in their life. You know, if you're lost, it is a necessity to be saved before you die. If not, you're going to hell. And people don't like to hear that, but that's life. But you pray for us and we try to read little bit in, uh, I think I'm going to read here in John 10 first. But like I said, you pray for us in John 10, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. And said, This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they, they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. He said, I am the door. By me, if any man, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and destroy. He said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Then again, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep, but he that is in hiring, and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. He said, The hiring fleeth, because he is in hireling, and careth not for the sheep. 
But he said, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I am known of mine. And I'm going to read over in Luke 15, too, but, you know, a while back we studied a little bit on the I am's, and um, one of the favorite things I liked about it is where he talks about, he said, I am the door, and some, when I looked up the door, you know, what I got out of it, it said, a key to the door changes the status from an outsider to the insider. And I know I preached about that here before, but you just think about that. It says, a key to the door changes the status of an outsider to an insider. You know, uh, just probably about every one of us, if you come here and you weren't raised in this church, you kind of felt like an outsider. You know, it's just the way it is. I know when I first came here, I kind of felt like an outsider. You know, I didn't know what was going on. Things seemed a little different. Um, You know, not every church is the same, but you're supposed to believe the same. You know, but when I came as an outsider, you know, the Lord allowed me to become an insider. You know, he gave me the key to the door and he opened up the door. What did he say? He said, I am the door. You know, so when he says he's the door, there's only one way that we're going to get in. And I'm not talking about the natural door that we're walking in when we come into the church. I'm talking about when we come into the door of the church, you know. So and like I said, you pray, we're going to read a little bit over in Luke 2. And it says uh, Luke 15. It said, then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And before we go a little further, I like that part. Jesus has opened up to each and every one of us. You know, sat there and said, you know, they were were already these Christians, are supposedly supposed to be Christian, the scribes and the Pharisees, and they're already knocking Jesus because, what, he's wanting to hang out with the sinner. That's who he was to make impact on. You know, he died for us. Every one of us was a sinner. You know, I had to be a sinner in order to get saved. And it says, uh, and the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and go after that which is lost until he find it? And it said, And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. He said, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than over ninety-nine just persons which need no repentance. So you pray and, uh, you know, you get a little bit further down into that chapter there. It talks about a man that had two sons. And it said, uh, you know, the one son, he came up to him and said, Father, give me everything that I have, you know, so I can go on my way and... Uh, The Bible says that, you know, he split up between the sons all the earthly things that he had. And it said, uh, you know, the one son, he went and wandered out into the world. Well, you know, I know where that was at in my aspect, too, you know, because there was a time, Neil, that I wandered out into the world and, you know, kind of got myself into some trouble. And, you know, that's what things kind of happened. And, Neil, you were talking about it this morning, how good it is to you know, to bring our kids to church and everything because, you know, we can't make them stay in church when they get older because when you get older, you're going to make your own decision. Uh, When my parents was trying to make me go to church and, you know, it was a good thing because you're the parent. You can't let no kid tell you that you're not going to go to church. Why? Because you're the parent. So when you're the parent, you know, you can force your kids to come to church, but after they get older, 
there's not going to be no forcing, but that's where they can go back on the, you know, the establishment. That's how they were raised, and they're going to know what the difference between right and wrong. But it says that he went out into the world, and it said that he splundered everything that he had. And as he sat there and thought about it, you know, and, and I can kind of see because, you know, even when I went out into the world, you know, I was given my all in it. I gave my all into it, you know, and, and there's a lot of times that I don't give my all into the church. You know, we were talking about it on the way here tonight. Uh, we, my, one of our friends sent a picture and he wasn't feeling good and, you know, uh, he's starting to feel better. So they sent a picture of him up reading a book and Brandy said something about, uh, man, I wish you'd like to read because uh, I'd love to cuddle up beside you and read a book. And I said, you know, I kind of wish I liked to read a little bit, too, because it would kind of help me in my job a little bit more. You know, I hate to read. I do not like to read, and I don't care if it's the Bible or what it is. I don't like to read, but I know that I got a job to do. There's times where I need to read my Bible. I need to be focused and trying to do what's right, or I can't do the job that God gave me. But it said, uh, you know, he went out and he splundered everything that he had, and he said, you know, he would only sit there and think about how nice it was not everything that his father had. And it said, uh, you know, as he was sitting there feeding the swine, he wanted to eat the husk and everything that the swine was eating. And he said, you know, he, and then that what I like the best part about the whole thing, it said that Carl, he came to his senses, you know, uh, when them kids come, when they grow up and things happen, there's going to be a time that they might come to their senses. I came to my senses and realized, you know, I need to go back to the father's house, you know, and that's what happened. It said that, you know, he came back and, I, and my favorite part about that whole chapter of the scripture is said uh, as he was on his way back, Carl, the father already was waiting on him. He was already seeing him and it said, you know, and I could see as he was coming home, maybe coming down the street, you know. He already seen his dad with his arms wide open. I want you to know tonight, if you're here in loss, the father's waiting on you to come home. That's what he wants. He wants you to come home. And, you know, when I sit there and I think about the Bible and it said, you know, the whole John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that it gave his only begotten son. When you go into the next one, it says we're going to have to read it because I don't want to mess it up. Like I said, you pray for us, but it said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But I want you to listen to this part right here. It said, For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. I want you to know tonight that, you know, if you're hearing loss, he's not condemning you. He sent his son to die for you. You know, it said, so that the world wouldn't be lost. It said, he didn't come to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. When he gave his life, he gave us an opportunity, you know, and, and that's the only way. So when you go back to where it says that, he says, I am the door. I want you to know that's the only way you're going to get in. And the Bible said that he's the good shepherd. And it said, the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Well, I want you to know tonight. Christ gave his life for you. We are considered the sheep, you know, and then it sat there and as it talked about, it said the sheep knoweth his voice. So after we get saved, you know, if you're here and you're saved, we got a job to do also, you know. When we are saved, we're supposed to know the Father's commandments. We're supposed to know his voice and we're supposed to follow and do what he tells us to do. So if we do what the Lord wants us to do, you know, our life kind of goes a little bit better. And I've even found that in my life that, you know, there's times that, you know, I might not be doing right, but it don't seem like my life is going right. You know, it seems like things are kind of falling apart. But, you know, when I return to what God wants me to do, things start to go a little bit more in place. You know, my life seems to run a little bit better. 
And I'm not going to say that, oh, you know, things ain't going to happen in life because this is life. Things is going to happen. You know, I don't care how close you live to the Lord, you know. And I can think about Terry Brock, probably one of the best men that's probably closer than I'd ever going to be in life to God. He's had issues. You know what? We're going to have issues in life. But the best thing about it is he's our father. You know, he's there with us. You know, he's there to take care of me. But you got to have that first. You have to be saved. You know, he said, I am the door. But you know what? The best thing about it, when God opens his door, he's allowing you in. I'm thankful tonight that he's allowed me in. He's gave me a key to get in. And you always look at that picture. There ain't a doorknob and it's locked on you. He's willing to open it. And it says that he knocks on the door. I want you to know tonight, God's knocking, but you have to be the one to open and then he's going to let you go from an outsider to an insider. That's the best part about it. I'm thankful that he allowed me into his church. He gave me opportunity to be saved. He's gave me the best life that I've ever had. And now it's my job to try to follow and to do what he wants me to do. And like I said, I don't do it every day. I won't sit here and lie to you. That ain't my job. I won't sit here and try to say, hey, I'm walking right by, you know, I'm his saint. No, I'm a normal person. But it's my job to try to be the best normal person Lee DeWitt can be. That's what I'm supposed to do. You know, I'm not, I'm not out to knock anybody, tell anybody how they're living. I'm supposed to tell Lee DeWitt how to live. And God's supposed to help me with that. So I appreciate being here tonight. Stand if you would, church. Taylor, get us a song. You know, I'm thankful for what the Lord's done in my life. You know, he's been so good to me. You know, it's my job to try to be good right back to him. You know, he's, he's, he's gave me some of the best life I could have down here. You know, could it be better? Probably could. But it, could I be better? <laughs> I know for a fact I could. You know, I could for a fact. Sing whenever you're ready. I know for a fact I could be better for him. But tonight it's your choice. He gives us that freedom. He gives us that freedom. It's our choice if we want to live for him or if we want to live against him. You know, it's your choice tonight. All I can say is the best thing that's happened in my life. He's been good to me. And I haven't been the best to him, but he's been awesomely good to me. He's a good paymaster, Neil. I say, what are you talking about? What are you talking about being saved? All I can say is if you felt something, it's up here to try to find out what it is. There's a lot of people here to help you out. But there's only one way, and it's through Christ. You know, he gave his life to die for us, and he also rose it up. And that's what's going to happen to us later on. I can't tell you all about that. But I can tell you what the Bible says. It's your choice tonight if you're here. And like I said, even if you're saved, you know, we're supposed to be following the right voice. I always like them little sayings where it has like the devil on the one shoulder and the angel on the other. That's how life really is. Because once you're trying to listen to God on one side, the devil's always right there after you.
know, my favorite, some of my favorite scripture in the Bible is Job. He said he'd go down, and he said every time he went down, the devil was right there with him. That's what life is. The devil's after us. He says he's a thief. He's trying to steal, kill, and destroy us. Your choice tonight. service tonight and I'm, th I'm thankful for what God's done in my life you know and I, I'm thankful to try to follow him you know he, he's good to us and it's like like I you know I've always said and you know I like to say it even when we're preaching that you know even if I was to die and this way wasn't right and which I always say I know it's right but if I was to die and this was all fake I'm glad I lived this life the way I did you know, because it's a better way to live anyways. You know, I'm thankful for what he's done for me. And we were um, out and about today, and uh, we said we always seen that. I heard a long time ago, probably about when I first started preaching, I heard where it talked about uh, there was a lady that was getting ready to die, and she said uh, she was talking to the pastor that was going to do her funeral, and she told him, she said, when I die... She said, I want you to just lay a fork on my chest. And she said, now, when people come, they're going to ask you what that fork is. And she said, I want you to tell them. She said, every Sunday, we'd go to Grandma's for chicken. And they'd always tell us to keep the fork because apple pie was coming. She said, the best was yet to come. She said, I want you to know the best is yet to come. And I seen that there was a little, I should have bought it. Probably ended up going back and getting it. But there's a little picture, and it had a piece of pie. And it says, save the fork. You know, the best is yet to come. Even though we're living this life, struggling, trying to do what we can for God, best part's yet to come, Neil. We're going to see our Savior, who we talk about, who we preach about, who we desire about. But I'm going to see him one day face to face. I appreciate that. Anybody else? status. We appreciate